A reading from the Gospel according to John. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, I pray not only for these, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and I have given them the glory you gave me, so that they may be one, as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may be brought to perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me, and that you loved them even as you loved me. Father, they are your gift to me. I wish that where I am, they also may be with me, that they may see my glory that you give me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world also does not know you, but I know you, and they know that you sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will make it known that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. It has always impressed and even moved me that Jesus also prayed for me, for us, believers, before ascending to the Father. Usually when I am about to face something difficult, relying on the prayer of someone who I really know will pray for me makes me very serene. All the more to think that Jesus prayed to the Father for us, it reassures me. Before we die, we usually say the most important things. We make the most heartfelt prayers. We also feel the freedom to ask others for things that we did not have the courage to ask before. I think of a parent at the point of death, making last recommendations to their children, usually encouraging them to forgive each other, to stick together, to care for each other, many times for the weaker sibling. What cares, who cares more than a parent? And even some children, before they die, ask their parents to fight less, to love each other more, to stick together. As I scrolled through the pages of the Gospels, I realized that Jesus, especially in the moments before his passion, expresses as a command to the disciples to have love for one another. But he turns to the Father in prayer to ask for the gift of unity. Yes, because unity is a gift that comes from the very source of unity, which is the Trinity. He could not command unity, but only ask the Father for it. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, may they also be in us and be perfect in unity so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The unity among us, which only the Trinity can give us, because he is the source of it, becomes a clear sign for others to believe as well. It is so difficult to achieve unity with human strength alone. The problem is not in diversity, because even in the Trinity, the Father is different from the Son and vice versa. Unity is not synonymous with equality or with uniformity. For us to remain united, to build unity is difficult because we cannot accept the diversity of the other, We see it as a problem. We are afraid or envious of it sometimes. And diversity becomes a reason for conflict, for division. The devil himself wants division. He works without interruption to divide families, communities, parishes, people, and themselves. And when there is division, there is loneliness, fragility, weakness, 
lack of forgiveness. Jesus asked the Father for us the gift of unity because it can only come from him. And then we too can, in Jesus' name, continue to ask for it every day. In the church, the Holy Spirit has raised up an entire movement consisting of two million people who have taken Jesus' prayer about unity to heart. The Focolari movement has the image of a large family, of a new people born of the gospel. As its founder, Chiara Lubic, who founded it in 1943 in Trento, Italy, during World War II, called it. The message it wants to bring to the world is that of unity, and to achieve this goal, dialogue is favored. In the constant effort to build bridges and relationships of brotherhood among people of even different religions and different cultures. I remember in particular a teaching of Kiaralubic that I always carry in my heart. Is it better the least perfect in unity with others than the most perfect in disunity with others? If I have a task to carry out together with other people who think differently from me, it is better to accomplish a thing that is less perfect but which gathers everyone together in unity than to accomplish the thing that appears more perfect, but which creates division. It is that ability to yield, to not want to impose one's own view of things, to bend at times, so as not to risk breaking unity, to give space for the other to express himself, knowing that the fruit of unity is more important in God's eyes than any other fruit. And so, paraphrasing a bit an expression of Kiatalubic, we can say that unity among us is like a ray of sunshine shining from a tear, a rose blooming on a stain of blood, essence of love distilled from pain. For this has the apostolic force of a glimpse of paradise. Have a great day.